Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Requires extraordinary feelings. This is something special, you should all be a witness. I, 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 I was born for greatness. I, 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 I won't forget this. Superstars, supercars, supermodels. I'm beyond that level, you won't get me started. I, 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 I was born a rebel. I, 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 so don't get comfortable. I don't follow your rules. I guess I'm lawless. Yes, I'm back. Reasons for the Dessa episode 37, and it's all about UK black. But first, let's talk about this track. Born for Greatness is the song and the album from my friend to the end, like Chucky, Gargamel, Budjo Banton, and what an album it is. Um, this is also the studio where I'm recording at that has. Vigilante Studios, let me just big up Vigilante Studios and the producer Dean Mundy, who has a track on this album called Let My People Go. Big up Dean Mundy. So you guys have to go and listen to that track, stream it, stream it, stream it, stream it. And it's also one of the baddest albums, one of the baddest tracks, I should say, on the album. So big up to Grammy nominated Budra Banton, big up to Grammy nominated Beanie Man, big up to Grammy nominated Burning Spear. Um, who else did I miss out? I will go back to that because we're going to talk about Grammys in another episode, reggae Grammys and African Grammys as well. So big that up. All right, two artists that I want you guys to look out for. Like reggae just has two new up and coming artists that I really rate and I think are going to be the next thing. One is Jalil. And the other one is Samurai. And I want you guys to go and just do some research, listen to their music because they're absolutely amazing. Two young reggae writers, songwriters, singers, just, yeah. All right, this episode is all about UK black. Um, Most of my listeners are based in the United States and I want you guys to kind of get a little understanding on what's going on with UK black. Africans in that diaspora and a lot more. So let's take a listen to UK Black with my friend Marianne Sunshine. Check it. All right, guys, it's Reasons with Odessa, and I am here with my girl Marianne Sunshine. She's a cultural commentator, writer, publicist, mother. What else do you do, Marianne? I'm a publicist. Um, yeah. And- yeah, and I'm an extraordinary auntie. I do lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Reese's with Odessa. <laughs> and you got your you 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 what are you drinking? Do I have to tell you what I'm drinking? No. Yeah. Quintessential Jamaican Magnum. That's what I'm drinking. I am drinking fruit punch and a little bit of old. Jamaican gin. That's oh, what wow. I'm drinking. Wow. Because I, I, I ain't got no money for no Bombay. So, but it's really nice. But I it's want really some nice. old Jamaican gin. Mm. It's done by Ray Nephew as well. Really? So, 
Mm, I'm gonna yeah. get some when I get up when I come over. So, so that's lovely. So we are here to talk about all things UK Black. We're celebrating UK's Black History Month right now. October. Probably won't be by the time we put this out, but we are in Black History Month for the UK, and the first Black History Month took place in 1987, the 100th anniversary on the abolition. I can't pronounce it properly of slavery in the Caribbean. And it was arranged by a Ghanaian man who came from the UK as a refugee in 1994, or 1984, I should say. I think the rum is ticking in. Anyway, um, I can't pronounce his name. It's... Akiaba. Yes, it's Akiaba Sibo. Right? So I want to talk about how does Black History Month differ from the UK? Mm. Because obviously we know it's in October and Black History Month is in February in America, but how does it differ from what's going on in the US, I mean? Um, the US take it way more seriously and it's way more mainstream. And it, for me, in the US, it definitely highlights their achievements and the, the myriad of people, not just the celebrities, but the myriad mm. of people who take part, who um, push black culture. In the UK, um, first of all, in the UK, we have this, well, the establishment have lumped us in with everybody else. So we have this acronym called BAME, which is Black Asian Minority Ethnic B-A-M-E. And for a few years, Black History Month was BAME History Month. So you would have, we would literally share the month with Asian history and <laughs> history of any other um, ethnic minority. There would be those types of events. And we caused an outrage and that's been diminished a little bit. And then what we also have, unfortunately, is, um, well, not unfortunately, because um, Black history is American history as well. But there's a focus on American civil rights. Like at school children during Black History Month, they would have worksheets about Mal Malcolm, Malcolm X, Martin Malcolm Luther X King, um, Rosa mm -hmm. Parks, but nothing about anyone of British descent. Nothing at all. There's no talk about. It's almost like as if Black British history doesn't exist during Black History Month. So the, and now what we're having this year, for starters, um, there was a council in the UK who lit up their council building with the colours of Black History Month. And then uh, a conservative MP complained that it looked too much like the Palestinian flag colours. So it was taken down. Um, <laughs> number, that's, that's, mad. A, that's crazy, number one. The second thing is um, the theme this month, I don't know who sets the theme, I need to figure that out. But the theme for this year is saluting our sisters. There seems to be uh, we are doing our own events. So you, you'll see if, if a black person is involved, we're doing our own events. But normally there'll be a lot of mainstream campaigns with brands and everything. That has been minimised this year for some reason. That You hardly have seen anything. So Black History Month in the UK is not... It is established. Everybody knows this in October. Um, and you'll get displays here and there. But it's, I don't really think it's taken seriously to be honest, and I don't really think it does a lot enough to um, talk yeah, about it's black really people. Disrespectful that they would want to put us with the Asians and like Indians and, and Asians. That's happened that a lot. To celebrate, and by rights they should, just as much as we should. Mm -hmm. And 
in schools, we're not celebrating Caribbean culture. We're not celebrating no. West African culture, East African culture, which are the, the dominant cultures in Black yeah, UK. Exactly. So, um, that's crazy. So you've outlined a few things that they need to, because even today I was on like Instagram this morning. I woke up and I saw somebody brings in a DJ at the rate at the, at train, the station. train station. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what is that to do with black history? Like, I think they could have done some black history bites. You know what I mean? This time in black history, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so absolutely. That we're, get information. absolutely. we're not just party, wine up and dance. You know what I mean? There's a lot more to, I mean, to us as Africans from the diaspora. Exactly. I mean, there was a, it was the Daily Mail offices has brought in a gospel choir to sing to, to sing to, to sing to. Like. <laughs> to sing to their um, employees and then they'll have like, you know, jerk chicken and pineapple and mango and a skewer for lunch. And that will be their Black History Month contribution, but it doesn't really do anything. There, there are some things, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. And it's, it's almost like a parody. It's almost like a, a mockery of Black History now. And I really think, um, yeah, it, there so needs to be someone who's to take hold of it. Younger generation that are out there, they're doing a lot of panels, they're doing a lot of discussions. But what are those discussions about? Is it just man and woman argument? You know what I mean? Yeah. What is it? What is it really about? So you think that even they can do a lot more to discuss outside of just music, like even just knowing how it starts. I don't think everybody really realizes that a Ghanaian started this. Listen, I don't think anybody knows when it started in the UK, to be perfectly honest, and that's so sad. <laughs> Nobody really understands, even when we are going back. Even though I'm look, I've looked at the music panels, if, and this is 50th year of hip-hop, right? They're only going back. Right. They're going back to the early 2000s. They're not going back any further than that. And I, I know hip-hop groups that started in the 80s in the UK, but then mm -hmm. nobody's talking to those people for the 50th year of hip-hop or for Black History Month. Nobody's talking to those people. We're going back to groups that were out in 2002. And that's furthest back it goes. And then Black History is not just, yeah, it's Hip Hop 50, but then there's no, there's no, um, not only panels, I said panels, but there's no symposiums no. on the history of reggae, the history of, um, they have a few little talks, but yeah. they're not big enough for the history of reggae, dance hall, no. or even Afrobeats and, how it's evolved in its, how many years it's been taken off. There's nothing. There's in the nothing UK, nothing at all. Nothing at all. And even though we have, in the UK, we do have more people, black people involved in mainstream media. I don't know if it's because they stay, even though they're in there, they still don't have the power to actually make those mm -hmm. decisions. That's mm -hmm. what I think it is personally. Mm -hmm. Or if they do try to speak out and make those decisions, then they're going to be ostracised. But it's still a, it is still an issue. We still are very much silenced as a black community in the UK. Very much so. That's so unfortunate. Mm. Oh, so unfortunate. All right. So there's another thing that we want to talk about is um, what can we do to stop all this foolishness <laughs> from the continent or African British and Caribbean British? What what it's like a versus thing? Do you think it's a versus thing? You think it's calmed down now because it was a bit heightened before? I think it has calmed down. It's calmed down a lot, um, but I also think there is residual anger there. I mean, remember we came here. The Caribbean community 
I'm Jamaican, in case someone not knows. <laughs> Jamaican and Dominican. So we were here and in our masses first, in the Windrush generation and all that. But now, um, black community is 4% of the population in the UK and 1% is black Caribbean, which is very low, very, very mm. low. And 2.5% mm. is the African community. So Africans mm. are, are, are more dominant. And mm-hmm. um, when they're doing their venture, and they didn't come here in the same circumstances that we came here. They came here probably already slightly middle class already you know we we came here on to to help build and suffered all the discrimination african communities still suffer discrimination but they didn't come here Mm -hmm. in their masses at that lower level Mm -hmm. so they've come so what what i'm seeing is that when i'm when there are people involved in media and organizations people who have built businesses people who are affluent it is more likely to be the african community so to be honest with you, I don't think they really care about uniting with us because they're they're I don't know. I don't think I think I think African community, especially like some of the people that I've grown up who are Niger and Nigerian, mm-hmm. Niger, Nigerian and Ghanaian, it's beaten into you to get your educational. Uh-uh. If you don't study your it's <laughs> you're going to get beaten, right? So the, the the education is number one number for them, one. whereas I think it's kind of fallen as a Jamaican. It, like Jamaicans are very much hardcore in that, yeah. But I generational from the younger people that are coming in now, it's 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 less. You understand me? Is- and it's less beaten into you. Like before my mom's age and probably my generation. Yes, it's very important, but not like how it is in a Nigerian it is still, I, I think it is still important, but there is, I mean, Steve McQueen made a whole series called Small Acts, and he touches on one part of it, which is the education part. And what happens in the UK is that the Caribbean community, I actually suffered this myself, actually. The Caribbean community was seen as um, special educational needs, just for the simple fact that we were not, British. We were not seen as, even though I was born here, we were not seen as British. And we were discriminated against in school. What happened to me was I, in my last year of um, primary school, I was put into a class by myself for the whole year, for that whole final school year. So I got no education for that whole year. So when I joined secondary school, which would be, I think, high school when I was 11, I was I was a year mm. behind everybody else. But that's oh. what, that's what, but it happened to, when I, I didn't know it happened but to... But at that time, there were less Africans, remember? There were less, there were yeah, more, because we were getting all the, yeah, we were getting all the... Right, so we were get and I didn't, and, and when that happened to me, I didn't, I just thought it was just me. And then now, you know, you're on social media and you're learning... Lord, that happened to loads of us in the 80s from the Caribbean. So our education has been dismissed. I've pushed forward and I've got my degrees. It also starts at home. This is what I'm going with. It's at home. It's because No, home. no, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm disagreeing with you. It's not at home. Because I've, I, my parents, that's not, that wasn't my parents' choice. My parents pushed education, education. When I got to school, it doesn't matter what I did. I was disrupted. Yeah, but still at home, when you come home, you are... Is a, is a sort of upbringing because I see it and I, I've seen it. It's like there's a type of upbringing that Caribbean people do versus what our West African no, counterparts I don't agree. do. 
I don't agree. I I'll do. tell you why I don't agree. Because to combat what they were doing to me at school, what we did was in the 80s and 90s, we set up Saturday supplementary schools, Saturday schools, and that's where I went and that's where I got my education from. Even though during the school during the school year, I got nothing. On a Saturday, I got <laughs> I got everything I was supposed to get during the week. I think, I I think we're disagreeing where, where I'm talking about. I'm saying at home, how Africans are brought up at home, with your education, with how they are on their, their, their children, how they drill it into them, it is 10 times far more pushed not, than it is. I hear you, Caribbean, but not from, with, my, not from you, my experience. Not from the Caribbean, but that's your personal experience. Not my personal you... experience, not my personal experience, my experience just knowing about the Caribbean community over here. They, I, From what I know, they do push it into their children, but then they get resistance when their children get to school. They get resistance when the children get to school. They do push it during it into their kids. That's what I know. I mean, even going to uni, even going to uni, um, that's drilled into our children as well. From what I know of the Caribbean community, from the research I've done, from the people I've spoken to, it is all, education is the number one important thing. And um, there's a there's a, a guy called Akala, and Akala will tell you the same thing. They say that there's this that's a stereotype about the Caribbean community that we don't um, we don't focus on education, but it is I a bad stereotype. That, that we not do, true. but yeah. I find that now the younger generation, it's not like that. But from our generation, yes, it was. But now, when you're going into like the millennial generation moving down, it's not like that because if you look at how the wet the the, the even now, with even the Carib the African kids, they're they're they are, it's got worse. It, it's it's got worse of how their mentality is, their mental because basically it's kids growing up, kids now. Mm, I don't know because we, I mean we're in uni. We're Caribbean, British Caribbean people are in university in high levels now in these days. We're more on more women. More women. More women We're more entrepreneurial women. now as well. So I, thought, I don't know. I don't know about that. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. That's like the next podcast that we'd have to go into because I know <laughs> the ins and outs of that. But that that's really, that's very interesting still. That's, that's it. So we're going back to where that's one of the reasons why there is a versus this and versus that because now that you say that they're in higher places, they put... So do you think that there's a, a resistance from before, like we were talking about a few days ago, where Burner Boy mm. came out with a song with um, Jay Huss and Jay Huss about he was oh, an ugly youth yeah. and how all the girls want to fuck me and blah, 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 blah. And Burner Boy is like saying, yeah, African kids or African boys back in the day never used to get no looks. It was all about being Caribbean and you're the thing, and now they they are the thing. And do you think that they have any resentment um, for being bullied back in the day when we, as Caribbean people, didn't know any better of us being... 100%. 100%. 100%. weird. I've spoken to women in their 40s, and they still have mm. that residual. <laughs> when the Caribbean kids used to bully me when they were young, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't know any better. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> and they even they <laughs> still say that. Their parents will say to them, never date a Jamaican or, or never bring home a Jamaican. But they still stick to that now, even in their 30s, 40s. They still but stick then to it. More of them are marrying Jamaicans now. More Jamaican But they are, exactly. They're not, yeah, exactly. But they still stick, like, 
they still stick to those things like their rules that like their their, their inherent rules they're raised like that so there is still some resistance not nowhere near cool as much as there life. was before nowhere near as yeah. much as there was before but it's yeah. still it's still there it's still you know it's still circling yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy though. I think the music has really brought everybody a lot more together. Music does. Um, music does. Um, and I'm just happy that that has happened. Um, I, I think music and Nollywood has, because in Jamaica. <laughs> My mum loves Nollywood, boy. Love Nollywood. <laughs> My mum pays her subscription to Nollywood. She don't rap with her African films, I'm telling you. <laughs> So that's the beautiful thing about it. All right. I tell you I'm what else, boy- right? Let me just add one more point. I tell you what else is yeah. it is, right? Normally in the UK, you get Jamaica, Nigeria, and Ghana, and those are the three main countries. But I think what's happened as well is that the Ugandans are speaking up, the Congolese are speaking up, the South Africans are speaking up, the the the, the Dominicans are speaking up, the Saint Lucians are speaking up, and everybody is immersed in their own individual cultures. And instead of it being separate, everybody's involved so we've got instead of just jerk chicken now we've got doubles and roti and everything else that we're eating and we've got jollof rice and all the african foods that we're eating where normally it wasn't it was just one like homogenous black culture now it's all this is jamaican yeah exactly but now it's all these different it's all these different cultures that we're all learning about and i think for the most part we're enjoying it my kids are coming home yeah. talking about Wallahi, and I don't know what that means, but I'm glad that they're learning another language. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Black British culture right now, definitely. I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. All right, so I've got another little reasoning in. We always argue about this. Oh, Lord. You are a Dominican, Dominican, or not Dominican, Dominican. Dominican, yes. Because Dominican is Dominica Republic. Right. And Dominica is Dominica, where I love, I've been to. Um, they speak Papimento over there. And, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, my, my favourite band from Dominica is WCK. Mm. And, and you didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but Carnival. I knew is you going to say that. <laughs> UK Carnival, and you always have a problem with Carnival, how how Carnival in the UK or not in Hill Carnival has Ugh. changed, and it's not just not in Hill Carnival. They're doing it in Canada as well. People are complaining about same thing um, of putting in Afrobeats, not just Afrobeats, in, not just Afrobeats, but in the procession. Yeah. First of all, they complain that dancehall should not be played in Carnival processions, and now it's Afrobeats should not be played in carnival procession. Why? Okay. The procession is traditional. It's cultural. It's historic, right? That's what it represents. Now, I don't know about Toronto and I know Miami Carnival had a problem. (laughs) I know New York Carnival had a problem as well. With Notting Hill specifically, it is divided into two parts. There is the procession that is traditional carnival that's what that represents and then it goes around in a square and in the middle of that square we have sound system sections which was supposed to be representative of jamaican culture because when carnival started in whatever year 60 years ago 
Jamaica didn't have a carnival. Jamaica didn't have a history of carnival. So that, but Jamaica's it's not our culture. It's not your culture, exactly. It's not our right. culture, right? But we do it's not Jamaican culture. But we do reggae have but is our culture. reggae and sound systems is our culture. Yeah. So the out though the the road march is calypso and soca, and it's the history. Oh, it's for the small island, then we're going to talk like real. We're not you know. small. And the Ray Rays and the Tay Tays, you know, it's for, it's, it's, for, for the, it's for them. It's for and the culture. culture that's the it's history. And the thing is, a part of that, the, a lot of people only um, associate carnival now with Pretty Master Feathers and the Little Little Sun. But there's lots of different traditional costumes that is including Jab Jab and lots of different things and the Stickmen, lots of different things that represent the 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 um, emancipation of slavery that is what carnival was how it started and that's what it represents so that part of carnival shouldn't be changed it should never be changed it's historic it's cultural it should never but don't you think it's not changed it's just music no so it's, not, it's not it's not just music it's not just music it's not the the march is literally the march to freedom afro beats weren't there you understand? Pop Smoke weren't there. Wizkid weren't there. You understand? Skeng and Budjabantan were not there when that March for Freedom took place. So why their music being played doesn't make any sense. But there is a space for their music to be played, especially in London, in the sound system section. That's where that's supposed to be played. And a lot of people are complaining about Afrobeats played on the road, but there's a, there's been a Nigerian section playing Afrobeats in that sound system section for like 13 13 years. They have a little stage yeah. show. Yeah, they've been yeah. there for like 13 years. They've had stage I shows. Spoke to, I spoke to my friend Ayo, who did the, it's in the former previous podcast mm-hmm. on African backstory. So you can kind of take a look at that because he's, he talks about that as well. Yeah, in there it's well. been there. So people were complaining, but but what, unfortunately, we have a Notting Hill Carnival Committee and um, they don't seem to be too concerned with the tradition or history or culture. It's just like a free, it's like all lives matter. It's just like everybody free from. So we've got Malaysian people in their costumes on the road. We've got all. It's too inclusive now. It's not for. We've got all white steel bands. We've got, we've got Russian people selling jerk chicken. It's just not a Caribbean carnival. It's not inclusive anymore. And like I I mean, it's not. Right. We are are one, we're now 1% of the population in this country. Just 1%. So we have one thing. One celebration for two days in 365. Let can we have our music, please? Can we just have our little two days to celebrate our little Somal Island culture? You can go. The thing about it is, if you want to hear your music, you can just cross the road and go. Yeah, I, I personally don't have a problem, but at least I mean, in Jamaica, where now they do. Well, you can't have a Jamaica carnival without, without dancing. Of course not. Without playing of reggae, course reggae, not. Period, of course not. Period. And Jamaicans complain about. Oh, it should just be. I'm like, well, go fucking Trinidad then. Go to fucking Trinidad. I mean, listen, in Dominica, family, because it's not our culture as it is. But you can't not have reggae or dancehall play in Jamaica if in in our own country. If you want that, you can go to Trinidad. You can go to Grenada. You can go to Barbados. You can go to wherever. I mean, in Dominica, some woman was complaining that the Dominican carnival had too much zook. Zook is the traditional music of Dominica, but it's not traditional mm-hmm. carnival music, right? No. But they were complaining that there was too much. I'm like, what, but you're in Dominica, you're going to hear Zook. You're in Jamaica, you're going to hear yeah. reggae dancehall. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. But you can also yeah. argue that you're in, Amer- you're in England, you're going to hear grime. 
but not on the possession. There's a space for that. Right. There's a space I, I, for that. I, I agree with you. Yeah, there's I a space for that. I think, I think that there's certain things that need to keep traditionally yeah. tradition and give people their options, which is what they've always done right. to have their other... And that's what uniquely I love about Notting Hill Carnival is that I don't even want to hear soca. I can just go in that corner there and hear grime all night or go and listen to Rampage and see... Exactly. And but the, the problem the is... You go, we went to Notting Hill Carnival this year and then there's a sound going past and they're playing dancehall. Then there's another sound going past and they're playing some other music I've never heard of before in my life. And there's another sound going past and they're playing Afrobeats. And then you've got to sit down with, and oh, here comes this. And half an hour later, here comes the soca. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. If I'm if I'm there to the soca section, I should be hearing soca and calypso. Because when I want to hear... Buju, I can go over there and listen to Buju all day. I can go to Saxon Sound and stand there all day but, and, and hear the music I'm supposed to hear. But when I'm in that yeah. section, it's potluck. It shouldn't be like that. They need to change that. It's all laughing at Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. <laughs> I love Pop Smoke, rest in peace. Well, I'm laughing at Pop... Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Because I, love I, did, you, hear, I did hear Pop, Pop Smoke. I, I can't have heard it. procession winding up to Pop Smoke. Like, what, no. what, 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 what? Why is that... Let's not go there. That's not Definitely. Let's not go there. All right. Let's lighten up the moment a little bit. Dating in the oh, UK. Oh, no. That's not lightening the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that is not lightening the moment. Trust we me. Up, you know, like, is it, is it, how has UK men, the UK man them, how have they changed? Are they changed? Are they, because, you know, I mean, back in my day when I used to live there, I got taken out, I got wined and dined, I got, you know, I dated some really nice blokes and I never really had any... In the politest way, these men are sassy, right? You're going to have to take them out. (laughs) You're going to have to send them an Uber or go and pick them up and pay for their food. That's... Listen... Listen, listen. <laughs> so why are the man them? I was like, all the man them turn into road man. No, nah, they're not road. I wouldn't mind if they were road because the road men I used to date, they were, <laughs> they were, <laughs> they were alpha males. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me touch my purse at all. I wouldn't mind if they all, I wouldn't mind if they all had that, that mindset, but they're not. I think men are becoming more in touch with their emotions and we're all happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, there are still like certain traditional men and women roles that you're not fulfilling. Yeah, right. And I'm not 20. They're <laughs> only fulfilling one. Come on, let me just give you a little one-two piece and all that. You know well, what I'm that saying? Can't but that's all you're good for. Yeah. <laughs> that can't be all you're good for. It's so you really can weird. It's, I find they have it... to fix up. Mm? Sorry. They have to fix up. How are they going to fix up? Do you know what? We just said this, it's almost like go back to tradition again. But you're more in touch with your emotions, which means speak. you can talk more and you can be more emotive and you can be more expressive so you can let us know how you feel more instead of keeping it all tense. But you still have to fulfil certain roles. So you can't... They're going to want you to be a traditional woman. They're going to want you to do your hair, do your makeup, look good. If you have kids, they're going to want you to look after those kids and they're going to expect you to tend to the house in a certain way, Right? But you know you can't use a drill. If you can't use a drill, you at least have some money. 
at least know when you're taking someone out to dinner, take them out to dinner. Book the date. Let us know. Like, I've been on a date before, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll come pick you up, sit down. Then he says, I'm in the car, I'm dressed, smelling nice. Then he says, where are we going? You called me. <laughs> you called me. <laughs> you called me. I am going home. I'll just get back you out the car. Go your business. I'm going home. You go about your business. So I think it has something again lost in translation. Like there's a loss of community mm. who are growing these young men up or these even mature men from yeah. back in the day. Like the boomers are not growing up. The gen the Gen Xs are not growing up. The millennials. And then the Gen Xs are not training the millennials. And then the millennials are not training the little Gen Zs. So at least no, give her little flowers or something. I've or, trained my you know, boys. I've trained my boys. My boys are great. Training, my boys are great daters. They, I like my <laughs> boys. I wish I, they should run a class. I think my boys should they, run a well, class. Maybe that's an idea. They should run. Maybe a, that's an idea. <laughs> because I listen to them and they tell me about their dates, and I'm like, well, why can't the fifty year old men that are dating me do this? I don't understand. <laughs> you think, well, maybe you need to come. Uh, I don't know. I've never had a problem on dates. Like, I really, I really. I didn't used to. Well, you know, I'm kind of newly single. I didn't used to. I didn't used to. Like, when I was dating back in my 20s and 30s, it wasn't this bad. This is a hellscape. This is something different. Like, mm-mm. This is something right. very you, different. them. The term that most people, some of my listeners who are based in the US don't really know until they have watched one show. Top Boy. Top Boy. Yeah. Have you watched Top Boy? Because me now, I've only watched two episodes of Top Boy and it was too dark for me. Mm. It felt too close to home. And basically, I could just go in my neighbourhood and that's bloody Top Boy. <laughs> I don't need to watch it. <laughs> I watched the first episodes before Drake took over. Um, just because I knew one of the young actors on it. And so I watched that and that was really good. But but I agree with you 100%. When the new series come out on Netflix now, my son was watching it and it was so grimy. It was like the stabbing mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't need to watch that because you're right. Mm-hmm. I, it happens. Like, I've, my, I, unfortunately, I haven't lost any of my family members, but my friends have, they've lost nephews and I'm watching yeah. it and I'm like, well, that's exactly the same thing that happens on the road every day. I don't need to watch it. Do um, you think we need to have more, sorry to cut you, but we, I think that there needs to be, because I've noticed a lot of the movies during that time or series during Top Boy that have come out, it's always about black UK road. doing the same, roading, stabbings, going to Jamaica oh. to go and get blah 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 not showing a positive side of who we are as black uk why are there not much stories out there the only one and i have to big him up is my boy ajani dreaming whilst black watch that because ajani has it's 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 an amazing body of work it's comedy but it also speaks to what you can see what's wrong with uk culture yeah on a whole there's a couple more we've had We've had a couple, there's a film being out called Rye Lane. There's a film out called um, Boxing Day that was made by Emil Amin. There is another series called Witches. 
which is a drama mm-hmm. series about a Nigerian family. Um, so we do have, there is, has been some more things out, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. But the majority are still based on world life. And I, I really don't understand that. Um, we need, we definitely need a variety, but I feel like when I spoke to a filmmaker who makes those type of films, what he expressed to me, I won't m- mention his name, but what he expressed to me was that to get the funding, he said he's written, she wrote a show about black women. It was just like a friendship, you know, like a girl's trip type of... Like a girlfriend yeah. or a... He said he's written that, can't get funding for it. But when he, but his, his show, his movie about road life, he's made three of them because he can get funding for that. And I'm like, I hear that, but also you're making the film, so you're feeding into it, you know? Mm. You're feeding into mm. it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean... We, we... That's what that's what Dreaming Wells Black is kind of about. Yeah. Well, and that's what... It- showcased as well so what about us i mean looking for our own investors um just like what we say like you know what what, what afrobeats has done and the nigerian um community yeah. has done is that one is you know if you send somebody to school or university or whatever you know everybody rallies around everybody gets that person in, you know involved and funds that person why can't we do the same we for, for our own for, for we can, we absolutely can do the same i think there's an element of pride nobody wants to do a gofundme to make a film but i think we mm-hmm. can we absolutely can do that and we need to do that actually there needs to be way there's so many more stories to be told there's not i mean even when they're making these stories now there's nothing mm-hmm. for me to watch. I don't want to know about women in their thirties. When I was in my face, I watched girlfriends. Okay, <laughs> you know, I, I don't loved it. That, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't relate. I, I can't relate to that. I can't relate to that at all. So I mean, I mean, unless I have to start writing it and shooting it myself, well, that's a fool. yeah, that's a fool. But there needs to be like there needs to be a myriad. I mean, even I was saying something the other day when there was a tragedy in the UK, and I was like, when I was younger, when my kids were younger, we watched Grange Hill. We watch shows about yeah. school, you know, with school uniforms. Yeah, yeah. There's no... Sh- and you know, and what was it? Roland. 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 <laughs> <laughs> there were no TV shows about school kids in the UK. None. There's not one show that shows just normal teenage angst. To nobody, and even from the black community, we're not making that. If we're making shows about teenagers in the UK, it's about road. Yeah. It's about gangs and... What about yeah. normal kids are going to school and going through puberty and the, yeah. the boy don't like you or just normal human interaction? We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So this, this from the whole spectrum in terms to age, we definitely need to, need to make more TV shows about different stories. We're not just one dimensional in, in this culture, but yeah. that's what it seems like if, you're, if you look at our content. And that's what's pushed, I think, through the music, through the yeah. fashion, through everything. It's yeah. just... It's all the same thing regurgitated 24 hours all the time, and it's sad. But you know what else is sad? The black girl is dead. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. What is going on, mate? What is going on? The black girl aesthetic, like... The wig and and, and the something that then put us off. <laughs> I call it adult... Hair. It is not baby. It's not baby hair because it all come down yourself. So the black girl aesthetic. Some guy. He's a. He's like a comedian on. I don't know. He's a comedian. He's New York and also Jamaican. And he said that black women are now 
basically emulating, um, we call them, what do you call them again? Drag queens. Yeah, no, yes. Drag queens are, everything is over-exaggerated with drag queens. Their lips are over-exaggerated. The black girls are going to do their lips now and going to Turkey to do their lips. Their teeth are fake. They go to Turkey to do their teeth. Their hair, like the wigs, are all exaggerated. The lashes, the, the nails, everything is exaggerated on a drag queen. But that's for a drag queen. Why are black women... Do you remember when you was little in the when you were little in the UK? Do you remember Kenny Everett? I loved Kenny Everett with the big breasts. Isn't that what they look? (laughs) Isn't that what they look like? Yeah, they look like Dame Edna. Dame Edna. Right, the big lips and the big (laughs) everything. Exactly. Dame Edna was like a drag queen. Even a speech, yes, hunty, yes, yes. That's basically what they're emulating. And again, I'm just like, I always want to think, what can we do? Again, it must come down to, it's just sad. Like, what can we do to let the natural hair? I'm sad that we've gone from natural hair to wigs. I'm very sad about that. We've gone from natural hair to wigs. No, but we've never gone from natural hair to wigs. We've gone from we've gone from weave to wigs. <laughs> Glue it. We have never gone from the one place I've been to where I've seen every black girl, a lot of black women with natural hair, one island, and that was um Grenada. Grenada. And I saw a lot of black women just wearing their own natural hair, mm. just happily wearing it. But the black girl aesthetic has taken over like fucking COVID. And you know, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And I saw the saddest thing. I saw it was somebody's mum's birthday and she was 70 and she looked gorgeous and they made her over and they gave her a wig and they gave her the curtain thing that was down here. And they gave her false lashes. And they gave her false they gave her false lashes. And I'm like, why did they do this to this beautiful, gorgeous woman? And they painted the makeup that painted don't match the neck. You know, the makeup don't match the neck. So they painted makeup on her. The wig, the, wig, the wig was blonde. The wig was blonde. Yeah, she was 70. She doesn't need all of that. And then in the comments, they're like, oh my God, she looks amazing. I'm like, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. But that is what we're, apparently to these girls, that's what we're supposed to look like. That is... The aesthetic, as you say, somebody just needs to, someone needs to bust it. But where do they get that from? I am media and I'm trying my best to like, I want to, and I need to start mentoring a lot more again. Mm. Um, A lot of young girls I used to mentor go to schools. I think it needs to happen again. Like they need to be just uniquely themselves. You know what I mean? It's going to take... I mean, what I'm seeing is... The men as well, like the young boys say or the boys or the guys or whatever they say, I don't like it. But women are now like, well, I like it. Mm. And it's their I'm choice. My choice to look like this. It's not your choice. You've just been, you've just been, you know, it's all about the phone. It's all about social media and it's feeding them that this is the aesthetic and this is what you need it's to look like. It's influencers. It's influencers. It's the influencers. I mean, I watch a few of the young American influencers and they all do exactly the same thing. Why do black UK young girls have to act like they are following 
what our diaspora is in the states across the pond are doing. I think that's what I think. What they say they say when America sneezes, American girl. They say when America sneezes, the UK catches a cold. That's what they say. Whatever happens in America, it it translates with with black. Yeah, it translates Mm -hmm. over here. So whatever's started in America, they're gonna come over here. It's gonna come over here. So I'm seeing I'm seeing the same behaviors: the wigs, the BBLs, the hair, the 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 makeup, the lashes. I'm seeing all that behavior, and 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 of course, it's gonna get younger and younger and younger. But then, as it's getting younger, that's the parents. That's the parents. Because my daughter... Right. Could, let me tell you something. I've got boys, but my daughter would never. Ain't no way. No, my mom... Listen, I had to cut my hair and go natural when my mother went natural. My mother said, there's no way I'm going to not go natural and you represent me, so you have to do the same. Right. And that's my reasons for going natural. Mm-hmm. Because my mom said, chop it off. I actually permed it back again because I couldn't manage it in Jamaica. Mm. And I cut it off again <laughs> with my best friend, Tamsin, and we both went natural and we're still natural forever since. And we were just, it was just free, freedom. But I want to ask you a question. Um, let's see again. All right, let's do something fun. What do you prefer? Let me do this. Let's say Idris. Or Drake? Idris. Why? Why Drake? <laughs> Why? Why Drake? I'm like, this voice, I don't see anything. I don't even know what context you're talking about. But no matter the context, always Idris, not Drake. <laughs> no matter the context. Drake for what? Um, Selfridges or Harrods? Harrods. I was gonna say Selfridges because I can afford more things in Selfridges, but Selfridges is a little bit ghetto now, so I'll say Harrods. <laughs> Market or supermarket? Jamaica. Okay, in Jamaica. Market. No, UK. UK. Market Super- or supermarket? Supermarket in in the UK. Supermarket. Um. I don't know if you're into it. What's that? Who's that guy that used to argue uh, with voices name? Wiley or Stormzy? Wiley, what do you mean? Wiley, <laughs> East London, E3 all day. Wiley, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Wiley all day. No shout out to Stormzy, but Wiley all day. Wiley all day. I love Wiley. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Pick up yourself, Wiley. Yeah, wherever um, you there. Um, what else is there? Magnum or white rum? White rum. Love Magnum, so I'm drinking it now. But yeah, you can't get you can't go wrong without the seventy percent, man. You need that sometimes. Sixty three. Finish, finish this. Where like your future? How? What do you want for the fu- for your future of UK? What do you want for the future? Of unity. UK? I want unity. Um, if my name, if you if you see me in the comments on Instagram or on Twitter, you always see me preaching unity. One thing I that's that's fundamental in the UK is racism. It's not going mm. away. 
we don't can we're like we said we're like four percent of the population we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna combat the racism that we're gonna face or discrimination what we can do but still even if we're in our tiny numbers our culture is awash across the uk there's nothing they can do all they can do to combat our culture is steal it that's all they can do and that's what they do you understand mm -hmm. you've got a whole people called white white men can't jerk right now a whole company <laughs> you understand a whole company catering in a black owned pub yes that's all they that's can do that's great and they're bringing out their own marinades and everything right because jamaican government don't trademark the word jerk but that's another conversation right, yeah, right. You know, unity unity because unity, in, is it? because even in that situation a black owned pub you don't there's no other black people that could cater for you but <laughs> you, you got to you know you if we had unity we will build up our um, i mean we live in a capitalist society there's nothing that we can do about that but if we were together and we we made our money circulate amongst each other and we stuck together and we hired each other and we built each other up, we could take over the whole of the UK in a little 4%. A little 4% because our, our culture is awash. You understand? There were little white kids in the UK that's going wild, wild don't even know that's Jamaican. They don't even know, they don't even know where that comes from. That's how much we have permeated UK society. All we need to do is stick together. All we need to do, if we stick together, our, our, our communities will be thriving and rich and wealthy and we'll leave so much for the next generation. We'll leave so much for them. But it just has to happen. But, you know, as long as there's breath in my lungs, I'm going to try and make sure it happens. I'll try. Or I'm going to disappear. Right. I'll disappear into the countryside in St. Thomas, Jamaica somewhere and let them deal with it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Marianne. This was fun. Thanks for having I'm me, my darling. And I hope to see you soon in Jamaica. I'm not definitely, definitely you will. No, you can go and put on your warm clothes, and I can just Ew. cool down a little bit more. Yes, I will. Everybody, my name is Marianne Sunshine. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, and YouTube. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to Reasonings with Odessa. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Reasonings Odessa. And you can also listen to us on the Revolt Podcast Network. Until next episode, linkage laters. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.